Sports Central, in conversation with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3. Today, I'm in conversation with an independent sports broadcaster and pundit. His name is Roshan Rai. He's covered a lot of events, and we will get to know a lot more about him in this segment. Roshan, great to have you on the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Adrian. Thanks for having me. Uh, doing really well. I've uh, just been enjoying all the football that we've seen over the last few weeks or so and uh, keeping myself busy. Yeah, it's good that sport is finally back on our screens given the current pandemic and everything else going around it. It's, you know, it's something that actually keeps individuals like myself and I'm sure you as well sane. I think that's the word that we can use. Yeah, I mean, keeps us sane yeah, and also for me because it's what I do for a living. Keeps me employed. <laughs> it's good that we've got it back. But uh, aside from that, I mean, aside from working on it, we, you know, as sports fans, we just love watching. We love watching, you know, elite athletes going together, coming together and, uh, you know, provides us a little bit of entertainment, doesn't it? Of course it does. You know, you're an independent sports broadcaster and a pundit. Did you always know that you wanted to, you know, get into this industry or did you see yourself as doing something else first? Because I know you played professional football and we'll talk about that bit of the story a little bit later. But was that always in your mind that you wanted to be a sports broadcaster and pundit? I think what I knew I wanted to be from a young age was a professional footballer. I think in terms of sports broadcasting and, and a pundit, I think that sort of came later on. It wasn't something that I seriously thought of. I think my main aim when I was younger was, you know, I always knew I wanted to be a professional football player, going through the academy system in Singapore, going through the, the various youth levels. And then that was sort of my dream, to be a professional football player. So the line I'm in now, sort of the thinking of it only came a little bit later on. Uh, but there is sort of that journalistic influence in my family with my father, Akikat Rai, who worked for many years uh, with The Straits Times. He worked with uh, MediaCorp and Today as well. Very experienced journalist back in the day. So there was always that sort of influence, that sort of background in there at home. So that perhaps, you know, played a part in, must have played a part in my thinking eventually coming into sports broadcasting and pursuing my mass communications degree whilst I was actually playing football at Palisade Carlton Football Club. And we've seen, you know, a lot of former players, athletes get into punditry and do broadcasting. The most obvious ones, Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher, Rio Ferdinand, Gary Linick. I mean, the list goes on. But in terms of your footballing career, you played in the AFC Champions League. And of course, one yeah. game stands out, your heroics in Henan, a rare win for a Singapore team. What did that mean to you? Well, I think, you know, we were at Singapore Armed Forces at the time, you know, playing in the AFC Champions League for the second year in a row. And first Singaporean side to pick up a win in the AFC Champions League is, is a big deal. And, you know, it's something that still stands to this day. I think next season we'll have a Singaporean side in the AFC Champions League. Whoever qualifies will qualify automatically for the group stage. So, you know, I think it's been such a long time, more than 10 years or so, that we've had a Singaporean team playing at elite level of Asian football. And, you know, to get a real grasp or an understanding of how different the levels are. We're a Singaporean side. You know, we go way to, to some of these giants in, uh, in East Asia. We go way to Korea. We go way to Japan. Go way to China. You know, it's professionally run setups. You know, we go there and it's three degrees, but we don't even have proper winter clothing or warm weather clothing to play games with. So, you know, we actually had to go out to, for myself, actually had to go out to Uniqlo and get myself some long sleeve coats, a tie just to play the matches. So I think when you think about where we are as a footballing country and where those countries are, there's such a big gap between the levels. So it was a huge deal for Singaporeans uh, Singapore forces to, you know, not just pick up that win over here in the Jalan Besar Stadium when we played against Hernan, but away from home as well against Hernan and picked up a draw there. So we actually didn't finish bottom of our group, uh, which was another bonus, you know, and we gave a really good account of ourselves against Gamba Osaka, against Suwon Samsung, two real giants of Asian football when they played here in Singapore against us at Jalan Besar Stadium. So 
overall, it was a fantastic experience playing in the AFC Champions League. It's such a high level of football as well. And uh, yeah, you know, I think it was a really huge deal for Singapore football that there was a Singapore side that was actually able to pick up a win in that uh, elite level competition. You're one of the few recognized Asian pundits out there. Of course, you played football here in Singapore. Now, how difficult was it for you to get into this industry? Because, you know, let's be honest, it's not it's not very easy to break in for anyone, really. You need to be naturally talented or gifted. And, of course, you need to have some sort of connections. But, you know, as far as Asian pundits go, how hard was it for you to break into the industry? Yeah, you know, I think I was I was fortunate. You know, you, you mentioned connections, and I think that is so important in life. And I got quite fortunate, and I'll never play this down. You know, we all, at times in life... We we need a helping hand. Uh, we don't do things all on our own. You know, with me playing football and going out and studying, getting my mass communications degree, it was great support from my family. And they've always supported me even through my sporting career. And with this side about going into television, you know, there was a journalist at ST, Shamir Osman, who actually helped me out with uh, introducing me to a producer at a production company called Sport5. They were doing shows for Starhub's football channel. Back then, I think this was in 2013. So he actually introduced me to a producer there called Nazif. And I started doing some punditry for them, maybe one or once or twice a week and eventually he actually offered me a job Spot5 actually offered me a job as a production assistant and a pundit so I do you know scripting I do planning shows I produce shows on my own as well and it was a brilliant experience I mean working in that sort of environment really you learn a lot about you know how you put a show together how you set up interviews you know being in front of a camera and then doing punditry and doing presenting a little bit of that as well so that was a big part of how I actually got into the industry and then once you're in there you know you get the opportunity perhaps through your contact but once you're in there once you get that opportunity then it's down to you to make sure that you don't mess it all up and I think you you know have to make sure that you work hard keep your standards and try and gain that credibility by showing people that yeah look I deserve to be here there's a good quality to my work and uh, eventually it's an industry where people start to see lots of people watch you on television right and people see whether you're good and it applies as well if you're bad you know if you're bad lots of people see that, that you're bad if you're good lots of people see that you're good and then hopefully you get op- more opportunities coming your way so it was from really at, at Sport 5 football channel where I really started to get into the industry and then Fox Sports an opportunity to do some freelance commentary work came along for them I was actually looking to do some production work so something off camera but someone said you know look maybe you can try being on camera instead it's a lot more fun and so that's how I sort of became a pundit with Fox Sports Asia doing freelance work for them and lots of commentary work for them as well so that was sort of my, my start uh, in the industry You did mention that you know once you do get into the industry it's up to you to make the most of it and the best of it there's clearly no room for complacency or to be lackluster now you know you've covered events across asia what's that one event if you could pick off the top of your head that really stands out from ones you've covered wow i mean I think working with the Asian Football Confederation on a consultancy uh, basis, I present shows for them, I do punditry for them. So I've been very lucky to sort of go out and cover on the ground AFC Champions League finals, which are huge, massive events. Atmosphere is absolutely electric. And you just see the passion for football that people have in these countries. And it's, it's a high profile gig. They're working for the AFC. So those are some things that stand out off the top of my head. I mean, there was also the AFC Under-23 Championships that I did at the start of uh, 2020 in Bangkok. So I was there for about uh, three weeks uh, in Thailand. That was really enjoyable as well. So lots of work with the AFC has been a lot of fun for me. It's been a lot of exposure, getting to travel to different countries around Asia as well, seeing how football is like there. And also, I think working with Fox Sports Asia, working on two AFC Cups as a lead studio pundit, several AFF Suzuki Cups, and then, of course, the coverage of the AFC Champions League, the AFC Cup, several European leagues. So, you know, I, 
it's so difficult when you've done lots of work to really pick out major highlights. Uh, but these are just some of them. And, and I think these are some of the things that, that just really stand out for me and, and things that have helped me grow uh, in my career. We're in conversation with sports broadcaster and pundit. He's also a former footballer, Roshan Rai. At the start of this discussion, you did mention that you're glad sport is back because it is what keeps you employed at the end of the day. Now, Singapore went through the circuit breaker and, of course, it affected everyone. You know, we had to stay at home. Only essential workers had to go out. When there's no sport, of course, there's no work for individuals like you. And I know quite a few people who were telling me that, of course, what can you realistically do? So, Roshan, how did you spend your time during the pandemic? Because people have been talking about upskilling. So the circuit breaker for you, what did you do differently? So I think that's a great question. And uh, you're absolutely right. That was a difficult time because there was quite a, maybe two, three months or so where I didn't have any sort of significant work uh, to look forward to. So what I do now in terms of my in terms of my punditry work is, is actually on a freelance basis. And what my actual job is, I've got two children, so I'm a full-time stay-at-home dad with them. So that's what I was doing a lot of during the circuit breaker. You know, I take care of my, my two kids anyway in normal circumstances, but I had a lot of even more family time with them, with my wife being around as well. So, you know, I think I'm going to diverge a little bit into parenting and, and the things you can sort of pick up from there and things that you learn from there as well, how you sort of invest in your children as the future. But yeah, you know, in terms of upskilling and in terms of looking at what else you can do in terms of learning perhaps other things like video editing or, you know, even just trying to learn another language just to help you out moving forward. I think those were things that I also tried to do during the circuit breaker. But obviously the first passion of mine is being a pundit, being a presenter, working on live sport, working on football. And uh, I'm glad that sort of came back and I have quite a few opportunities to keep working on that now. Now, as far as a broadcasting goes, did you have any sort of individuals that you looked up to when you were starting off your career or maybe while you were playing football as well? That one person who you said, you know, I want to be like this person. I want to model my presenting game around him or her. No, I, I don't think there were real of people who, who stood out and say, I want to I be like them. Or, I think it's not one individual. I think as you're growing up, you get influenced by what you see on television. And it's probably a group of people that you sort of see and then you pick certain things out from what they do. I've been very fortunate in my work to work with some really, really experienced and high quality presenters. So you always draw from their experiences and you see how they work and you pick things up from that and you try to put it into your own work as well. So I, I wouldn't really single out one person. I think it's just a, a collection of people that I've worked with and a collection of people who not necessarily are in front of the camera but behind the scenes as well you know you work with producers you work with people who APs who help put shows together and you get a good insight into what it's like for them as well and you know so I think that gives you more of a holistic view of the industry of what it's like how you have to deal with people how you should be dealing with people in those situations so I think I like to think that I pick something up from everyone I, I, I sort of work with and from everyone I come across because people out there have lots of skills that you can learn from and I think you know part of life it sounds like a bit of a cliche but it's always improving and always learning from people who know more than you, who are expert in their subject matter because you can't be an expert on everything. So you try and pick up things from other people around you. Your path to becoming a sports broadcaster was, like I mentioned earlier, similar to 
the likes of Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher, all of those individuals out there. But, you know, the others who are looking to get into this industry, of course, they might be taking different parts compared to you, to what you did. They probably won't, you know, play football and, you know, at the end of their career, maybe get yeah. into punditry. Maybe they might go study, you know, journalism or mass comm or something else and try and get into this industry. But what advice would you like to give to this next generation of up and coming, you know, sports journalists and broadcasters? What should they do to try and break into the industry? Yeah, I think these days it's probably, you know, easier to sort of get yourself out there in the sense that, you know, there's this YouTube, there's Instagram, there's social media. So, you know, we see lots of fan content coming out online and, you know, you can start your own podcast, you can start your own videocast and put yourself out there, put your face out there, really put out a product where people can see what you're doing. And and so I think, you know, if you're serious about it, that's something you should really consider doing. You know, get yourself out there get your content out there and uh, and try and get noticed because there are lots of avenues these days and even the industry i think you know is changing it's moving away from longer form programming or, or tv programming now it's, a lot of it is going online a lot of it is, is social media short form video content sort of base so there are opportunities there for people to go into, into that side of it now the other thing i like to say as well is you know feedback and advice <laughs> it's sometimes dependent on who's giving it to you in terms of where they come from and, and what they've experienced themselves so you have to sort of discard what's unhelpful take what you feel is helpful figure out you know think about feedback evaluate it critically think about where it's coming from is it coming from a good place is it coming from a good person you know so so these kind of things you know if you don't have a thick skin which you need in the industry as well it can sort of affect you so i, I advise you to get some thick skin going on so that you can keep yourself you know protect yourself uh, in this industry because some people are, are going to like you some people aren't going to like you and that's life in general anyway but you have to you know maintain your standards don't let your standards of work drop even if you see others getting promoted getting work ahead of you even if you feel they don't deserve it just keep working for yourself take pride in in your name believe that people will see your quality and your work as i said earlier it's an industry where you get lots of eyeballs if you're good people will see that you're good. If you're bad, it's the same. People will see that you're bad. So don't ever listen to anyone who says nobody's watching or nobody cares. People are always watching. And really, you should do it for yourself because you care about your name. So validation should come from, from yourself. You know. So yes, it's about who you know, getting an opportunity, build your contacts, build your network. Once you get that opportunity, go for it. Make sure you don't mess it up. Work incredibly hard. Maintain your standards. Do the job because you want to do it. Focus on the positives. Take strength from people who support you and who want you to do well make yourself proud and make them proud don't worry too much about the haters worry about the people who love you and the people who support you yeah and that advice coming from someone who's been there done that who's in the industry this is the independent sports broadcaster and pundit former football player Roshan Wright thank you so much for joining me on Money FM 89.3 and sharing your life story and how you got into the industry and what your life was like as a footballer and of course i wish you all the best as you carry on with your journey and spend more time with your kids i think that's if one thing the circuit breaker taught us it's that we should be spending more time with our loved ones yeah thanks adrian i mean i can't disagree with uh, with any of that uh, it's been brilliant talking to you as well i appreciate what you have and uh, all the best to you too